understanding your profit, profitability and margin becomes much more important as the margin narrows, right? Because if the margins are high and there's a lot of opportunities, you don't have to be that accurate. You can do some mistakes. You don't need to be fully optimal. Cost of acquisition, the CAC, is something you know almost at day one. You, you, you spend the money, let's say on Facebook, you see how many customers this cohort generated you and you have your CAC. But the LTV is much less known and it stacks up as customers uh, uh, come back and repeat. General margins of e-commerce are going to go down, which will lead to, to, the, to the industry to mature. I mean, th there is no other choice of the merchants who wants to stay in business to actually become more professional. So on today's episode, you're going to learn about why it is so important to understand critical metrics and numbers and why there are no silver bullets at all. It's a great episode you do not want to miss, so do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four-fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear first-hand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focused on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. Hello, 2Xers. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast. I'm your host, Kune Campbell, and this is the e-commerce podcast dedicated to rapid growth in the direct-to-consumer selling space. So if you work in marketing at an e-commerce business or a founder, I'm going to help you sell more directly to your customers. So each week on this podcast, I interview an expert, a founder of a direct-to-consumer e-commerce business or a representative from a best-in-class e-commerce SaaS product. And we're focused to helping you grow e-commerce metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, your audience size, and ultimately sales. Their remit is to help you sell more sustainably. Now, on today's episode, um, I well, the episode you're about to listen to is an episode I, I had with um, the founder and CEO of B Profit. Now, B Profit is a SaaS company dedicated to helping you know e-commerce teams um, understand their profitability more, a lot more. And Eden, who is the founder of, um, of this, really delved a bit more into how to figure out 
CLV from a cohort analysis. Now, from a cohort, when you want to think about cohorts, you want to think about essentially segments of customers. And we delved into specific segments of customers you should be looking at and how to, you know, ideally measure your CLV from there and um, essentially improve and hone in on your your marketing, you know, effectively. So he talks about the, the real need to, to essentially understand all of your costs, you know, as against your revenue in order to get your true profits, you know, over time, which a lot of, you know, retailers actually do not really have a grasp, you know, on. Um, it's a terrific episode if you, you know, want to understand how to effectively measure your ROAS, um, how to measure cohorts, you know, based on, you know, various dimensions, be it time, be it um, first time customers, you know, um, be it product specific product purchases. It, it's really interesting to understand that um, customers behave differently based on how they start their journey. And, you know, having to segment, you know, um, you know, based on specific parameters would, would enable you sort of optimize much better. Um, so we talk about, you know, market cha- marketing channel analysis. And um, finally, I believe we, you know, covered um, essentially CAC, you know, just measuring your CLV to CAC, you know, ratio. Um, he has a very interesting story and background. Um, apparently, he was the Warcraft champion in Israel, um, which is very, very fascinating. And um, yeah, he has some very interesting stories. I hope you enjoy this episode. He's a terrific guy, very clever guy at that. And um, yeah, I will catch you um, on, on the other side. Thank you for listening and enjoy this episode. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Non, and Choppies. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Cloudways has become the hosting platform of choice for thousands of e-commerce merchants, SMBs, and agencies around the globe. Why? Well, there's a high-performing custom stack, top-notch security, the choice between five cloud solution providers, ease of scalability, affordable pricing plans, and so much more. Cloudways also offers support for all PHP-based applications like Magento, WooCommerce, WordPress, Laravel, and other. Experience an unbeatable managed cloud hosting experience with Cloudways today. For $20 free hosting credit, use the coupon code BOOSTMAG. That's B-O-O-S-T-M-A-G. That's BOOSTMAG. Moving dreams forward, Cloudways. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2 XE Commerce Podcast. I'm your host, Kune Campbell, and this is the podcast, you know, dedicated to, you know, rapid growth in the direct-to-consumer selling space. So um, basically, if you um, 
If you're an expert, you know, a founder at a direct-to-consumer e-commerce business or a representative from a best-in-class, you know, e-commerce, um, you know, SaaS product, we bring this expert on to help you grow metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, your audience size, and ultimately sales. Um, so on today's episode, I'm super, super excited um, to have with me um, Eden Amirav, um, and he is a serial entrepreneur um, for, 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 for the last 12 years, I believe. Um, he's previously co-founded and um, been CEO of Algo Seller, which was like a profitable performance marketing company with over $7 million in, in annual revenue. He was a co-founder and CEO of Maple, a profitable global lead generation company with over 70 employees operating in 12 markets. And then more recently, he's um, the co-founder and CEO of B Profit. And a fun fact, um, he was the champion for Warcraft, the video game for Israel. They actually represented Israel for Warcraft, um, you know, um, in, 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 in years prior, many, many years, but still, you know, um, quite, quite a CV you have. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Eden. you very much. I started very young. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. It's, it's a pleasure having you, um, I probably haven't done you sufficient justice. I just bundled up all your, um, yeah. you know, all, all, all your roles, um, all your prior roles, including you know your championship role in, in like ten seconds. But could you take the next thirty seconds to, to one minute to, to introduce yourself? Yeah, please? sure. Thank you very much. So I was born and raised in Israel. In the last few years, I live in Tel Aviv, and uh, and and as you you. Aaron, Explained uh, nicely. I, for the last uh, more than 12 years, I've been running uh, internet and online companies, specializing in digital online processes, everything that, and and a lot in around performance marketing and online marketing. So that's what I like to doing. Uh, sometimes it's more successful, sometimes less. Uh, but I come, you know, with a lot of passion to to this area. And uh, what we're doing to that B profit, we'll discuss it uh, obviously in the in the episode. Uh, is is all about passing this information in a in a in a SaaS way to the merchants that they can uh, also utilize our knowledge uh, uh, to their own activities and and improve. Incredible, incredible, very very interesting. Um, Israel seems to be very thriving, um, you know, um, location, you know, at the moment for, for a while now, um, when it comes to, to technology, we're, we're talking Wix. Um, we right. have so many people who've come on here, mixed styles right. is on there. Um, there's so many startups, not just in e-commerce, but SaaS, e-commerce SaaS. Do you want to just give us a, a bit of a temperature or a bit of um, some insights as to why and how you know um, Israel is thriving? Is is are you all like in this in a in a certain section in in Tel Aviv? You know, is is it like a village? Is it is there a Silicon Valley going on there? Or it's it's kind of like a village. I mean, it's very small and uh, everything is flat. Like you don't have hills here around, and you can. I personally get to to my work every day on on my scooter. It's like a five minutes uh, from my home, so not a lot of cars going on. And yeah, I mean, it's a very small and and tight community. A lot of people know each other, and uh, and are, and I think also like the Israel mentality is to be very open and transparent about almost everything, and also very like direct. And so, so if things are going bad, we're happy to speak about it, and you know, not cover it with like nice words. And and I think there is a lot of like truth to what we are doing, you know, and how we do stuff. And I think, yeah, like recent years, Israel has been really showing an amazing su- success in the startup environment. 
both like in, in many areas, if it's like B2B, but also uh, some e-commerce brands, as you mentioned, Mixtiles are amazing. Uh, Wix are doing an amazing work, Fiverr and some other startups. And uh, yeah, yeah, super interesting to work in this ecosystem. Yeah, I, I hope to visit some point. Okay, let's definitely let let's let's go to your backstory. I, I really want to touch on on who Eden is, um, and then we'll jump right into um, you know B Profit. So you said you're born and raised in, in Tel Aviv. Actually, not in Tel Aviv, in uh, in a place in the in the very north of Israel. But I've been to Tel Aviv for the last twelve years, so it's kind of my second home. <laughs> okay, I beg your pardon. Okay, so so in Israel, so so um, do, do you want to give us a little bit of your backstory, yeah. um, particularly also your journey through you know Algo Seller and and Maple and and how you yeah. you know sort of um, you know got into to, to where you are now, the B profit. Yeah, so so I like to to say and to think that my career really started as mm-hmm. a professional gamer, as you mentioned before. So then Warcraft three was like a main thing for me. And uh, I don't know how, but I, I became Israel championship for a champion for a few years and represented it in like the world cyber games in South Korea and in Paris. And, and this was before mm-hmm. e-gaming was so cool, right? Like back then it was a bit strange mm-hmm. to be like a professional gamer. Today it's like much more, you know, uh, common. But uh, I think that gave me a lot of like skills and and uh, technical uh, skills and also macro and micro. So like I see it in a lot of things I do today in technology and in managing companies and all of that. A lot has to do to that like beginning of a gamer. So if you have like uh, uh, children in this age, I, I encourage them to to do play. <laughs> I know uh, like. Uh, yeah. the computer games uh but anyway so i did that yeah. for a few years uh, and and then when i was 16 years old i, I started my first company uh, which was maple and uh, me and my two friends we were like these kind of like internet boys like we bo- were born with the internet we we learned how to do seo and more online marketing and to build you know with html and to develop and we just did everything you know in our own uh, hands and taught ourselves a lot of things. Uh, I don't even think YouTube was a big thing back then. So we we had to find, you know, the resources mm-hmm. for all of this. But eventually we just, you know, started making money online from different uh, things. And and that led us to, to the first company, which was Maple. Uh, and Maple was the biggest lead generation mm-hmm. company here in Israel for many years. So we were generating mm-hmm. leads for uh, any type of advertiser and any type of vertical. It could be aesthetics, mortgage, cars, loans, whatever you want. We, mm-hmm. we were the best in generating a high quality leads for these advertisers where the business model was a cost per lead. Now, I think that uh, working in such a business model where uh, your client is actually paying you for you know an actual success and not for a service or something you're promising him makes it made us a really really good at what we do because it was our money and the risk we were taking all the risk when going out and buying those leads so we just had to do, to, to do very well in everything we we did and i think yeah. a lot of that approach that started back then of like hardcore performance marketing Taking a risk is something that uh, until today uh, leads me in, in everything I do. You know, being in control, taking full responsibility, uh, uh, taking the full risk, but also enjoying the, the full upside of, of the things we do. Uh, so that was uh, Maple. Uh, for six years, I was there, the CEO and, and one of the founders. Uh, the company was acquired. 
and then and then we we I I got to rest a bit and I took like uh, some time off, which was very fun because I was only like 24 years old uh, by then, so wow, I was incredible. very young, but already like six seven years working very hard, uh, and I found myself like with an opportunity to just rest. I remember I had this like a bucket list of all the things I wanted to do, you know, as a child, <laughs> like to play, to learn mm-hmm. to play the guitar, to find a girlfriend, to mm-hmm. uh, do yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I did it. I did it for like uh, half a year. I just like uh, went over the bucket list. That was a very fun uh, time. And then I came back like with their uh, renewed forces to, to come back to entrepreneurship and and I started uh, what eventually became uh, my last company before B Profit, which was named Become. Uh, and, and Become, which we will touch it in a moment, eventually pivoted to B Profit today. But Become, for the last four or five years, was a marketplace for business loans. So our job was connecting between small businesses and uh, lenders, uh, big public companies like OnDeck or alternative lenders like Bluevine and Funbox, also Israel companies. And we created this kind of an Expedia search engine where a small business can log in, create a profile, and then start getting matched with the best options available for his business to get funded. And of course, he would be able to Mm -hmm. compare the terms. And and our job was to really help him receive the best loan offer available to him. Uh, So we did this for the last four years and uh, we, we helped our customers receive more than $300 million in loans almost 10,000 small businesses. So it was like, you know, it was going super well. And the January before COVID, uh, 2019 was our best month. But then COVID hits Mm -hmm. and the US economy takes, you know, a huge hit, especially uh, small businesses, most of them. Uh, And the whole industry Mm -hmm. that we were operating in uh, went into this kind of like uh, uh, pause moment of where things were very unclear you know, high uncertainty, a lot of businesses getting closed. And and what was interesting Mm -hmm. in this period was that we were seeing how a very specific vertical out of all the small businesses was actually performing very well. And these were were the e-commerce, the the online merchants, companies selling on Shopify and WooCommerce were doing actually very well. And what we decided as a company is that we don't want to be, you know, sit and waiting for the alternative lending landscape to recover, we decided to uh, pivot our company uh, into the e-commerce space and we took all of our assets, technologies, and knowledge and we reutilized them into to what today is uh, B-Profit. Uh, and B-Profit is a profit tracker specifically built for e-commerce. Right, yeah. Yeah, please go for it. But it's 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 an incredible story. Thank you. It's an it's an incredible story. As in, like you know, from you started really early. As in, it's it's an incredible, incredible story. And and, and what I would like us to dig into is is B profit. So you, you saw the data. So how quickly did you sort of pivot Bcom yeah. to B profit? Yeah. What, was it a was it a weekend thing or? Um, so it, it was a process of a few months, I think, or maybe even a half a year to fully understand that this is what we want to like completely uh, do. Uh, I think we were lucky to have a lot of our become assets were very suited to be reused in this space of e-commerce. So it, you know, it's in a sense we started only a year ago from the point of view of our customers, but from our point of view, the team and also a lot of the technology has been going back almost five years. 
So, I mean, yeah. that's, you know, it's quite of a unique situation where you, you have a lot of assets, but you're starting from, from like a very fresh perspective. Uh, and, uh, and it was a process. I mean, at the beginning, we did both. We, we started building B profit for the e-commerce merchant, but also running the, the business loan activity. And as we saw mm-hmm. the, uh, the B profit uh, taking up, we, we finally decided that this is what we want to do. And we believe, you know, we are, there's a huge, huge opportunity here for us and for our customers to really grow. So what's the current user base for, for B profit? You're Shopify only, right? So, so we actually started uh, in Shopify. Uh, we pretty much quickly became the number one profit calculation app there. Today, we're also live at the Wix stores, which is their version for e-commerce. And we actually just mm-hmm. finished integration also with WooCommerce. So we're mm-hmm. accepting beta users to uh, be profit, but it's not live in their marketplace yet, but it is uh, operating. Yeah, so that, did that answer you? Yeah, it, it, it did. It did. It did. Interesting. So um, when you say profit analysis, um, you know, this, this is down to data. Yeah. Um, so just outside of, so what fundamental pillars should retailers listening now look, look at? Yeah. To use to determine, you know, um, you know, profit. So what are you using? What are your major data yeah. points? So maybe even I'll go one step uh, ahead and, and say just a few words about B-Profit because I think we didn't touch it. B-Profit is a profit mm-hmm. optimization analytics platform which provides these online merchants a very easy online a way to track their expenses, revenues, and profits. Uh, this mm-hmm. might seem to some someone outside of this industry so, seem obvious, like what doesn't these businesses know what's their profit? And 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 surprisingly, a lot of them, even the big ones, are lacking uh, the tools to to actually know their profit in a in an easy, accurate way. I mean, we were shocked to to hear and to uh, get exposed of, of of the enormous amount of use cases. Of different, you know, shop, uh, merchants has in different countries, different products, different industries, and it was a very tough job to actually answer a lot of these use cases. Until we got to a point where, when a merchant starts his journey with B profit, he actually gets an accurate profit a, a, a view of his business from his creation date. So it applies also retrospective, which is very cool. Like you come after a few years running your business, you go through this onboarding process. And at the end of it, after like 10 to 20 minutes, you actually get your whole profit history and, of course, moving forward. So to your questions about like data pillars, uh, we like to divide it into two main uh, areas. One is the sales, and that's actually the more easy part. I mean, the e-commerce platforms, they provide the merchants very straightforward sales and revenues dashboard, and that's nothing much to renew there. It becomes hard when you want to get to the profit, which requires you to have the expenses. So the expenses part is actually the more complicated one. And we break down the expenses into a few main components. So we have shipping costs. We have production costs. We have a transaction fees. Uh, we have any kind of expenses of the business, which could be rent or you know uh, uh, salaries or subscriptions the, the merchant is subscribed to and many others. Um, and uh, let me see what else. So these are like the main uh, expenses pillars that the user uh, is required to 
fill in one time when he's onboarded to, to be profit. And from that moment, we actually know to attribute to every single order the exact cost components of it. So we have profit on a single order level, level and then we have it on the whole business level. What about paid marketing? Oh, of course, of course. I forgot the most important one. <laughs> paid marketing, you know, is probably a, the biggest. Uh, that and production costs are the two main pillars expenses of every business. We see a very wide usage, obviously, of Facebook, but not only. Also, Google and Snapchat and TikTok and Pinterest. Uh, we provide easy API integration to all of them. So. The merchant needs to one time connect to them. And from that moment, we pull the data automatically uh, all the time for him. Okay, makes makes sense, makes sense. And so this sort of brings me to, to my question about, you know, the states, the current states of retail in general um, with shipping costs, you know, there, there's a lot of inflation in, yeah. in, in economies now, whether we're looking at China with, with high energy costs in, in China and also high shipping costs, which is translating, um, you know, downstream, further downstream. Yeah. Um, I recall speaking to like a factional CMO and he was like, you know, um, retailers just increase your prices right now by at least 10%. <laughs> yeah. Um, so from obviously you're, you're privy to a lot more data um, from all of the, you know, um, from all of your subscribers and members. Um, what trends are you seeing now, um, especially from this cost and, you know, shipping production, paid marketing, yeah. um, transaction, you know, those, those three yeah. actually shipping right. production and paid marketing. Um, are you seeing, have you seen a hike in the last yeah. you know, six months, um, you know, with the iOS updates? Exactly. Um, yeah. Know, a I lot wanted, of people are complaining about Facebook. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, what you, you touched a few macro points and people are like, are speaking about inflation. So we don't know where that is going, but it is looking to be a bit like you know uh, uh, negative and and marketing costs yeah iOS a change a, a, a really a, a reduce the efficiency of Facebook as a marketing channels which is the main marketing channels for most of our uh, merchants so we see a huge shift of from Facebook to other channels which is very interesting to to look at I think mm -hmm. when when you when you sum up all these like three pillars what what you get is a lower margin, okay? And we see the average margins of our merchants going down almost in every industry. And I think when, like from our point of view, we are trying, I think like understanding your profit, profitability and margin becomes much more important as the margin narrows, right? Because if the margins yeah. are high and there's a lot of opportunities, you don't have to be that accurate. You can do some mistakes. You don't need to be fully optimal. But once the margins are going down, and your, sorry, profit margin is 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 lower. So the risk you you can take as a, as a merchant it really reduces dramatically. And 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 this is like I fit, when we entered like B profit in this ecosystem, we were seeing much higher margins. And I think that now it's becoming much more clear for these merchants that if they don't fully understand their profit and optimize towards it, they just won't survive because you know another comp competitor who does it will have an edge on them. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Accidents happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth, cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store. This is simply untrue. They don't. Myth. Busted. So what do you do? 
you use Rewind. Rewind will protect Shopify and big commerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches, and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's the deal for 2Xs. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, then extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind backups. Remember to head over to rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial. Did you know that loyal customers are nine times more likely to convert compared to a first-time shopper? That's why exceptional customer service is so important for your retention and growth. I recommend using Gorgeous, the leading help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce merchants. Gorgeous combines all your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. It also integrates seamlessly with your existing tech stack so you can access customer information and even edit, return, refund, or create an order right from your help desk. To learn more, go to gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S.com and mention 2X e-commerce podcast for two months free. That is gorgeous.com for two months free. Just mention 2X e-commerce. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I think two things are two critical things are, are, are important right now. Um, a lot of businesses need an infusion of capital. Um, right. They need to channel that diversify, in, in my opinion. Um, I think the focus on Facebook is way too much. I think they need to diversify to, to YouTube. Yeah. Um, because like, if you, if you look at the numbers, if you really follow these, these numbers, if you look at Facebook, for instance, um, Facebook had a terrible Q3. They didn't meet expectations. But when you look at Google, if you look at yeah. Facebook, Apple, and um, Amazon, they all they all have physical you know product components. They all didn't hit their targets, right? Apart from Facebook, Facebook with the iOS. When when you look at um, uh, at at Google, you know they, yeah. they their ad business has grown forty percent year on year. You know, yeah, and um, they, they were they less were affected by, by the iOS exactly. policy because they exactly. own they have a lot of the data they, while Facebook is data, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very, very fascinating. So are you seeing these trends in terms of like, you know, merchants moving or testing yeah. um, new channels such yeah. as, as, so, as um, Google? Absolutely. So not only Google, I mean, you see much more testing going out uh, in, in, in the other platforms, including Pinterest ads and TikTok and Snapchat. Some are just testing because Facebook is not working anymore, so they feel they, mm -hmm. they must. And some of them, you really start to see like huge success uh, in these other uh, marketing uh, channels, but I mm -hmm. think, but I think I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say that uh, Facebook is, you know, anywhere close to be like dead in the terms of e-commerce. I think it's no, changing, no. 
And and what we see is, and we talked about it a, a bit before the the episode, is that. Like, like I said, profit is becoming very important to understand and also your ROAS, right? Your return on advertisement spend. Mm-hmm. And, and I want maybe to discuss a bit about one of our key features, which is, is very hard to explain, but also I, I personally think is most valuable, which is the mm-hmm. cohort analysis view. Um, okay. So what is a cohort? A cohort is a group of customers. Usually uh, you divide your customers into cohorts by the week or a month they became your customers. So let's say you look at your cohort of customers of January, then of February, and then in March, and, and you, you measure your ROAS per cohort. Okay, Cohort can also, by the way, be a campaign or any different group you want, but it's, it's very common to measure cohorts on a, on a time frame. So you can uh, uh, compare the results of each cohort. Now, what we uh, built inside BProfit is uh, a way of presenting the, these businesses, their cohort performance that shows them the a, a lifetime value of each cohort compared with the cost of acquisition. Now, cost of acquisition, the CAC, is something you know almost at day one. You, you, you spend the money, let's say on Facebook, you see how many customers this cohort generated you, and you have your CAC. But the LTV is much less known and it stacks up as customers uh, come back and repeat. Yeah. We all know that you know repurchase rate and repeat behavior of existing customers is a big part of every uh, any e-commerce uh, uh, merchant business, and but it's very hard to predict and to see this. So what we do with the cohort analysis is we try to show you the accumulated LTV per cohort. Mm-hmm. So you can identify which cohorts had actually, they might have seen that they're less profitable if you only looked at the CAC of them, meaning it, it costs you more to pay for this cohort of customers. But actually, because you are bringing higher quality of customers in that cohort, their LTV was much higher, which offsets the high CAC, resulting in an overall increased profitability. Yeah. Yeah. So your CLV to CAC ratio at a cohort level. Now, in with at this cohort level, are you looking exclusively on a time basis, um, or um, are you also looking at specific segments? Yeah. So I think so. Comparing segment, of course, is very interesting. Seeing that some segments can cost you more to acquire, but then their LTV is much higher. Another very interesting way to look at things is a cohort of. What is the first product this user, the customer purchased with you? So you can find out, for example, that when people are buying from you a certain model, let's say you're selling shoes and they buy like a certain model, let's say a Puma, uh, it might be very expensive. And it seems if you look only at the first purchase that you're actually losing money. Maybe your profit margin on that product is not high. Maybe the shipping price are high. Everything seems to be... A, a not so good compared with other products that are selling better. But then what you find out when you look at the cohort base is that people who purchase first Puma shoes at your store are much more likely to, re- to return to your shop and buy more shoes at the future, resulting in a much higher LTV. Now, this is, you know, mm-hmm. it sounds intuitive maybe when I say it, but it's very unintuitive on a day-to-day business. And once you you, you get to think this way, of thinking about LTV and LTV ROS, it's, it, it exposes you to a lot of opportunities. So for example, you would now have a campaign promoting these Puma, 
which previously you wouldn't do it because it seems that it's losing money. But now that you know that after six months, these customers produce a much higher LTV, you will definitely invest more money in that segment and it will uh, return big time. Yeah. 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 And it's very product driven. So, um, it, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. It's, it's our first layer in the stack, um, of, of their purchase, you know, history with, yeah. with yourselves. Incredible. Um, what other, you know, um, so, so you're, you're able to, so you said product-based, time-based, are there any other sorts of, um, um, you know, ways you could, you know, segment, um, beyond this or would you so marketing channel based marketing okay. marketing channel base is very important again some marketing mm-hmm. channel let's say facebook versus uh, tiktok so one can uh, supposedly show you a much lower cac but these customers are lower quality so they will have a lower ltv so uh, my, my main point i guess is that when looking on a single transaction base and very like direct how much did i spend this month how much did i made you are overlooking the real long-term results of these uh, of your activity, while if you look at it on a cohort base, a, a breakdown to marketing channel, to first product purchase, to time, whatever, to segment of, of audience, you start to, to see uh, very interesting things that you can then utilize to, to increase your profits. Super interesting. Okay, so um, let's imagine, you know, um, I was a marketing leader at an e-commerce business. Um, how often would I look at look at my B profit dashboard um, to sort of trigger um, actions, you know, to to, yeah. to 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 guide my strategy? Is it a daily um, check? Um, would you suggest a weekly check? Um, obviously, a monthly would be too 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 long. Yeah. Course. But, but what's the cadence of um, you know um, just checking on, on B profits? So we're seeing two main types of behaviors and usage of our product. One would be a more daily usage uh, because the system is like a design, like it's a very very beautiful like a UI and UX. So I think and, and everything is loading super quickly. So what we see is a lot of people just entering a few times a, a day even a, from their mobile phone just to get like a quick snapshot of their uh, current performance of, you know, sales, profit and stuff like that. So that's like just mm-hmm. something, a ritual that they do a few times a day. Uh, for the more in-depth analysis, as you mentioned, I think that we see people doing once a, one, uh, once a week, once a month, they go into the cohorts, they look for interesting uh, insights that they can work on and then they actually need to execute on. So it takes them uh, more time. Okay. So in, in terms of, um, you know, actions, you know, taking strategic actions like you know what run, knowing what campaigns to run how how far back um would you look would you look at the last 30 days 45 days 90 days or just a bit of everything and try and paint a picture yeah i agree that it's a, i also always prefer looking at the recent results activity as an indicator of how the business is doing now because if you look like in an all-time average you're mixing between you know things maybe you did in the beginning of the business which were not optimal with things you're doing now which are more optimal so i think the recent performance putting aside seasonality which is also has its effect mm-hmm. is is more accurate to to understand where the business is at uh, now uh and when you look at this recent uh, uh, performance so you, yeah you really want to extract from it things that you can then uh, i'll just give an example of something we're working on now because we have all the data on all the ad platforms on multiple uh, merchants, we were able to create a, a marketing efficiency score, which actually analyzed the campaign structure of each of the merchant 
and extract from it uh, automated uh, insights of what you could do better. So just simple examples, if you're not using the optimal bid strategy on Facebook, or if you're not using the right ad format, or I'll even give you a, another example. Like it's it's very common and know that in the in the peak seasons, like on Black Friday, the, the merchant is expected to increase his spend, right? And his ad spend. And most of them does it, by the way, naturally. But the question is, how much is it a right to increase your spend? So the, the, the unofficial answer we, we see and, and, and discuss a lot with some of the ad platforms is that actually in the peak, you should be spending six times more than your average daily on non-season, meaning you could spend six more, keep the same efficiency, but obviously make you know, a much higher volume. So what we see is we see shops that are spending two times more, three times more. And I guess from their point of view, that's you know more than enough. They you know tripled their activity that day. It's amazing. They made much more sales, and and I guess they're either concerned or afraid or just happy with that results. But what we see, we see that's an opportunity. So our system yeah. will automatically tell them, listen, last Black Friday you only increase your budgets by three times. You should do it more this year. Let's prepare. Mm. But these are the kind of insights that we can automatically extract from looking at all the businesses and then present them with the businesses. So you're, you're, so B-Profit is a data-driven marketing coach for e-commerce teams in, in that respect, you know, with, with the tips and the, and, the, and, the, yeah, and the insights. So we're going, yeah, so we started with, we started first of, of giving you like a full, accurate, live, up-to-date picture of your uh, profit, your real profit, which is a very hard challenge by itself. And now once we achieve that, we're starting to build on top of that a lot more into tools and insights that we can uh, give you that will increase your yeah. profit. So that's like our natural development. Yeah, I think, and that's where it. That's where where that's a direction of of um of progress because um people you know data is data, but um if if it's not actionable, you know it's it's just data at the end of the day. So I really like the insights you know you you get out from the data that informs your suggestions. Yeah. That yeah. in myself will will trigger a lot of um you know um just yeah. people st- you know merchants sticking with you because they know there's so much value. It's just consistently right. delivering value. Amazing, incredible, incredible. Um before I let you go, um, Eden, this has been um, a terrific, terrific, um, you know, um, conversation. One question I have is, um, what trends do you um, are you predicting in, in you know in commerce in the next quarter and the next three quarters? Where, where do you see you know um, e-commerce going, given the opportunities you know um, ahead, and and also the challenges, um, the, the opportunities from the point of view that um, there are a lot more digitally savvy um, consumers yeah. out there. Um, COVID has accelerated that. Um, but obviously the challenges are supply chain and, um, you know, data, you know, the way, um, you know, the, the, the way people want to, you know, just keep their data essentially. Yeah. So I think the, the, it's a hard question, but I think like it, it goes back to what we discussed before. I think that in general margins of e-commerce are going to go down which will lead to to the to the industry to mature. I mean, th- there is no other choice of the merchants who wants to stay in business to actually become more professional. We believe that becoming more pre- professional starts with knowing your profit, knowing your ROAS, learning your court analysis. And I think what we will see is we'll see more uh, 
merchants looking to educate themselves in these areas so they can actually optimize their margins. And by the way, you mentioned before increasing your prices. I, I think that's not the direction. Like I think if you increase your price, you're very close to 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 losing just for someone who's selling less price. So the, the real professionals, the way they do it right is they manage to even reduce prices for the end customer, but they manage to optimize their own profitability so they can sell it in less price. So I think there's no other choice for whoever's listening to us now to really start understanding their profit their margin, what drives the margin and where are the profit opportunities. And I think these guys who will do that and will invest the time and effort, because it is, it is, it, it does require from you an effort, these guys will be the one who will will really see them, you know, rising. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It really gets into the nitty-gritty of um yeah. of all your expenses. You know, what are your margins? You already know your sales, you know, but but what are those expenses? How right. what's what's my unit cost? What's the LTV? The there are enormous um opportunities from from the insight. Does does um two two other questions before I let you go. Does yeah. um does does B profit export um some of this into spreadsheets for like um CFOs or for for, for the finance team? So we have, uh, we built like, a, like utilizing all the data we have, we've built uh, a very flexible and customizable a, a reporting system. So you can actually, there's either templates of reports you can use, or you can set whatever report you want, and then you can schedule it to be sent daily, weekly, monthly, whatever you want. So that's like one a very flexible system. Together with that, there's also like a live a online PNL. So instead of the monthly, okay. instead of waiting to the end of the month, we actually every time a new order comes in, the PNL is updated with that updated. order. So you have like an up-to-date PNL for your finance team or for yourself. So that's very okay. nice. Incredible, fantastic. And then um, from a ROAS calculation standpoint, um, I would think um, you're, you're doing ROAS from from a platform. How do you calculate ROAS? Is it um, from Facebook specific, specifically, or um, do you aggregate ROAS based on um, you know market and spend in, in terms of like or an M, a marketing efficiency ratio yeah. score? What 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 does that look like? So we try to we try to show first of all we don't uh, use the attribution that the marketing platform offers because if you if you sum up the conversion Facebook and Google shows you you get to more conversion than you created. So obviously each one <laughs> obviously each one is is over attributing to themselves. So we we mm-hmm. try to do that attribution based more on the data we see and that Shopify provides us or the other platform or Google Analytics. That's first. Uh, secondly, is that uh, we we showed the two metrics. One is ROAS per marketing channel and per campaign and ad group and like every level of the campaign. But then mm-hmm. we also showed the blended ROAS. So the blended ROAS is just like all your uh, revenues uh, divided by all of your marketing spend. Uh, what we want to see in a, in a healthy e-commerce business is that the 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 part of the a, of the sales that is coming organically, non-attributed to ad platforms, is going and increasing. Meaning your business is getting more of a brand attraction, which doesn't cost yeah. you, you know, the high CAC. So that's yeah. a very like important thing to track. Yeah, word of mouth and brand name search. You know, um, you know, triggering the the non-organic. But tracking and what the, about yeah, tracking um, tracking yeah. the number of sales you get from organic. Uh, Exactly, and then speaking of which, um, for for the blended ROAS, um, what kind of ratio um is is healthy? 
uh, it really like differs from like you know from industry to to another. Like for example, in the in the fashion industry, fashion brands we see more than forty percent uh, on Facebook, for example. Uh, but in Google, we see the ROAS going uh, around the nineteen percent. And then if you go mm-hmm. to like a different uh, industry, like uh, restaurants and bars, you can see much higher numbers. So, you know, it really varies between the industry, the geo. Uh, so it's hard to to compare that. Makes sense. All right, Eden, um, is, is there any other final sort of, you know, pattern tip you, you want to give give to users? Um, you know, um, it's it's been an incredible conversation. We could go on and on and on, <laughs> but um, any parting piece of advice, um, especially given um, we're in Q4 now? I think... Most important is understand your business metrics and uh, have a way to easily measure your daily and weekly and monthly profit. Don't compromise on that. Don't compromise it on being very accurate. Once you have that, which I think is a fundamental, you can build on top of that whatever optimization you have to apply in your business. You'll be easily able to see how it's going using that reporting uh, framework you've set with yourself. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Thank you so much, Eden Amirav. He is the co-founder and CEO of B Profit. So to get to B Profit, it's just bprofit.co. Um, they're an incredible platform. Start tracking. Eden, it's been a pleasure having you on the 2X e-commerce podcast. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much for the time. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.